0: You're listening to Meet the Thriller Author, the podcast that brings you face-to-face with the minds behind the most pulse-pounding, suspense-filled stories out there. I'm Alan Peterson, an author of Mysteries and Thrillers myself. I have interviewed over 200 thriller and mystery authors and counting. This is episode number 195. In this episode, we'll meet Emily Shiner, who writes best-selling psychological thrillers nestled up in the mountains of North Carolina. For show notes on this episode and to access the archives of all my other interviews, head over to my website at thrillerauthors.com. You'll not only find all my interviews there on the show notes, like I said, but you'll also have access to book reviews and a lot more. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for my Thrilling Reads newsletter for exclusive deals on must-read books in the thriller and mystery genre. You can find all that over at my website at thrillerauthors.com. All right, coming up is episode number 195. everybody this is uh, alan peterson with meet the thriller author and on the podcast today i have uh, emily shiner who lives in the mountains of north carolina where she writes best-selling psychological thrillers uh welcome to the podcast emily
1: thank you so much i'm so uh, excited uh, to get to chat with you
0: Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to have you here. Did, did I put did I butcher you your name? I forgot to ask you before I hit record.
1: No, you got it. That's perfect. All right, cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just to get things rolling here. I always like to to ask my guests now. So what inspired you to start writing uh thrillers and mystery books?
1: I love thrillers. I, I grew up on Dean Koontz and Stephen King. And I remember like my parents putting me in bed and like reading under the the blankets with a flashlight and just terrifying myself. And so <laughs> Um, I've written romance before, and then I, I sat down and I had like a real chance to sit and talk to my husband. I'm like, "What do I really love?" And the answer was thrillers, hands down. So it was kind of a full circle coming home kind of thing to to dip my toe in the water.
0: Oh, and were you always like? Um, I know the psychological thriller uh, genre is so is so popular right now. Is that when you decided? Is that kind of like what you gravitated to? You enjoyed reading those, so you decided to try to write one of them? Is that? Uh, yep, what I them. Yeah, I love
1: them. I love them and. They're just they're exciting, right? I mean, they're some of them you could actually imagine it happening to you. And that's the mm-hmm. terrifying part for me is you know, there's these terrifying people out there that will follow you or try to ruin your life or get in your head. And so that was the exciting part for me is to put myself in that position. So
0: yeah, yeah. I think that's what's fun about those because you know, usually other thrillers are like cops or whatever or detectives. And this is just like regular people.
1: There's <laughs> regular people doing their best. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so before you started writing, uh what 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 was your, uh, your, your previous, what did you do before you got into writing prof- professionally? I've
1: done everything. I, I, when I graduated college, I went into banking, which it was miserable, but you know, it, it got me where I like, it was a good point to get me where I am. And then I had taught preschool for seven years and I ended up cleaning houses for a little while in between those jobs. Cause I just wasn't happy. And then I started doing content writing for some blogs online. And that's when I was like, I'm, I'm I've always loved to write. I always wanted to write books. I'm a pretty fast writer. So I decided to just give give it a shot. And I wrote my first romance novel and I was like, this is awesome. It's not mm-hmm. what I want to do forever, but the feeling of creation was amazing.
0: Yeah. I'm ex at Will Spargo. Oh, I I, oh. I should say the name here, but
1: <laughs> so you you've lived it. Yeah, you know. Oh, yes,
0: yes, I lived. It's a rough too. life. For several years, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not for everybody. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's kind of funny when I I read a lot of, of of writers, and it seems like that's a common thread for a lot of us is we lots of different jobs before finally mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's you know it's, it's it's a tough racket to make a living on. So <laughs> Exactly.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a it's a big dream. So mm-hmm. taking that leap is kind of scary, and if you don't yeah. have a good support system, it can be even harder. So. Mm-hmm.
0: And so what is your system then? Like when you uh, when you get an idea for for, for a book, I mean, do you like do you outline them? Uh, you say you're a fast writer, so I'm just kind of mm-hmm. curious about your process.
1: So I'd never outlined until I started working with incubator books and book couture. Mm-hmm. And they both ask for a nice, lovely, fleshed out synopsis, which is absolutely my nemesis. So <laughs> I'd never written an outline until they were like, "Nope, you you got to do it." So I love to pants. I get an idea and then I like to write like twenty thousand words and just feel what the characters are saying and and see what their motivation is before I really dive into it. So,
0: wow, have you ever like had false starts where you had abandoned something after three thousand words?
1: I. I I have a couple, I wouldn't call them false stars. I would say they're they're later books, right? They're <laughs> yeah. just chilling. Good practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. There's no such thing as waste of words. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, so that's interesting. So as a as a pantser basically forced through outline, how was how did yeah. that go for you for you? How did you adapt to that?
1: Um, there's a lot of laying on the sofa and staring at the ceiling and just mourning. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the people I work with are brilliant. And so I've come to them and been like, I think this is a good idea. There's a nugget, you know, let's talk mm-hmm. about it. And so I'm like, you're, you're backed me into this corner where I, I have to actually plot it out. So help me. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah I've, I've been very impressed with Bocature. I keep, I, I keep finding myself reading a lot of their, uh, their books that they're putting out. They're doing a really good job. And
1: they're amazing. I never,
0: yeah. I never I've interviewed really likes them a lot. So it's uh, kind of cool to see like a little, I mean the kid kind of came out of nowhere and now they're yeah. dominating the freedom of fadden.
1: Oh man, I mean she's she's the best, right? Like we could oh. all hope to be like her, but they have incredible authors at Book Couture, and she's one of them, definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I'd be happy one percent of her sales. Right. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, so uh, so what are some of your influences uh, as a as a writer that influenced you with thrillers and mysteries?
1: Well, like I said, you know, the Dean Coots, the Stephen King, mm. Patricia Cornwell, I recently My daughter is 12 and I walked into her room the other day and she was reading The Body Farm by Patricia Cornwell. And I was like, that's about right. Like that, that tracks. So (laughs) you're proud. I'm proud of you. I, you know, I love to read what's being released now, but I I do try to be careful. So you're not heavily borrowing from people. So, but I love to watch creepy movies and um, just read the newspaper. I mean, there's so much going on in real life that you'd be amazed what you can twist it into a story. So.
0: Yeah, that's the thing I find so fascinating about these psychological thrillers is that there's a lot of uh, suspense and twists and turns. Is that something like? Do you like start thinking about the twists before you start working on on the novels, or do you like say I have to have at least three twists? How does that work?
1: I mean, I don't give myself a number, but <laughs> definitely you definitely want more than one, right? Yeah. yeah. Because as a reader, I love when you it just comes out of left field and you have no idea what's happening and you're just left reeling from it. And I know other readers love that too. So. Managing to work in multiple twists that can take somebody by surprise and keep them guessing and keep those pages turning is definitely something I try to do. So,
0: yeah, because that's a, as expected by the readers. They'll probably revolt if you're not uh, giving them. Yeah, what they you got to give
1: them what they want, right? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, what's the process for you? How long does it take from the when you get the idea for the book and you get to go ahead uh, and you start outlining and writing it? How long does that process take for you?
1: Once I have suffered through the, the plotting process, you mean, and like pulled myself back together. <laughs> yeah. um, once I get the green light, if I'm doing it for myself, I'll give myself the green light well before I probably should. But once I got the green light from either a big incubator or book couture, I like to write about 5,000 words a day when I'm actively working on a book. So oh, that's see. up to three weeks probably to get it finished. And then I set it aside for a couple of days, pretend it doesn't exist And then just start reading back through it to do that first pass before it goes to an editor. So
0: do you enjoy that process of that going back and forth with the editors Do you like that? I do. Yeah,
1: I do. I love having somebody who wants to read what I'm writing and then has really great ideas or criticism or even like, yes, this was a great, you know, I didn't see this one coming. So it's just it's validating, but it also really pushes you to to improve your work as much as possible. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I noticed the book that Bookatur and in some incubator, some of these are newer publishers, they kind of follow the uh, the indie model of publishing multiple books a year. Are you publishing mm-hmm. more than a year in a year? How many books are you publishing in a year?
1: Oh, geez, I think Incubator they like to publish every other month, um, oh, wow. and then I've got two out with book Couture and then a few in the works for next year with them. So they definitely don't don't work as quickly. I think is more towards that indie model of like keeping mm-hmm. it coming, keeping your name out there. So it's a, it's a treadmill when you're doing it on your own, you know, to, to keep oh, writing. Yeah. But, that's
0: a tough part. Yeah. I'm, I yeah. I do. My books have all been indie and self-published. I'm like, come on, maybe next one I'll try a bookature or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, I would, both of those uh, publishers are incredible to work with. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Do you, uh, uh, is that something that, do you put books out on your own before you went to traditional uh, yeah,
1: I was indie publishing all my thrillers and then Incubator reached out and then shortly after, not shortly, maybe just under a year after that, Book Couture reached out and I was like, this is amazing. Like this happens, you know, I, <laughs> I literally, well, the, when Incubator reached out, she reached out to me over Instagram and I was like, this is a scam, you know, As an indie <laughs> oh, author, <yeah. laughs> the scams come like so fast. And so I actually emailed Brian, he's head of it over there. And I was like, this woman is I think she's just trying to reach out and scam authors under your name. He's like, nope, she's ours. I was like, oh, well, let me oh like. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: so wow. yeah. 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 That was exciting. Yeah, that's crazy. How are you doing? How are you? We, so you were but your books must have been doing pretty well for to get into their radar. Um
1: yeah. I mean they yeah. I I feel really blessed that they yeah. saw something that they liked. So yeah, yeah
0: that's yeah. Really cool. Yeah. So how many books do you have out now uh, published?
1: Um 20 ish 20 ish without yeah. looking i am yeah. not entirely sure yeah about that
0: is that include the romance ones too
1: no that does not that <laughs> that is, that is a past. prior life <laughs> <laughs> i don't regret any of those words because like you know there's no bad words when you're writing it all just helps mm-hmm. you improve your craft but um i love thrillers and i am 100 in there so
0: yeah i think that's a great advice for uh, aspiring writers that are listening is to pick a don't write a genre I mean, to pick one that you really like
1: mm-hmm. and, you
0: know, we're lucky because I, I like to write thrillers too and it's a very popular genre so yeah there should be room in there for people but
1: oh there's to, plenty of room
0: yeah 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 but to get yeah like i know like romance and some other stuff is very popular but if i was to write that it would be like i probably would never be able to get anything done because i'd be hating it
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a very big sea romance but you're going to be a yeah. very small fish yeah yeah
0: so. yeah no and it's a it's a i mean I'm amazed at the marketing skills of the romance, right? Uh, authors are just, they're geniuses. They're usually like way ahead of all the curves. So you they are. The they, they
1: really push the, the envelope and they lead the way. You know, you look yeah. at book talk has just embraced romance and I'm like, maybe one day thrillers <laughs> will like hit off over there. But honestly, social media like that is not my forte. So we need somebody else to lead the way. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're going to lead the way for thriller talk.
0: Yeah, so. we'll see. Yeah. TikTok, <laughs> TikTok's a, a interesting beast. I would, i'm kind of checking it out but it's uh, yeah it's hard it's hard to figure that out this is very popular is. with the with the uh what is that the urban fantasy
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the paranormal that type of stuff but i haven't seen yep. too much traction for thriller people but i know some people are doing okay with it but oh,
1: people are yeah
0: yeah that's interesting so you're not you're not on TikTok.
1: I, I have an account and uh i think i've posted like three videos and then i thought man i would rather be doing like any number of other things <laughs> <laughs> anything
0: else but yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah so I'm kind of curious too. Now, uh, how much research do you put into your into your books? Then, when before you start to write them,
1: uh, I haven't written anything. I know, like Frieda McFadden puts a ton of research when she did her. Um, it was set in an as- asylum, maybe. I can't quite remember, but I know she has done a lot of research. There's authors who do a lot, but I, I really just like creepy people in creepy situations. So I feel like at 38, I've done my research of just living, you know, in this world, and then. My husband's a detective, and so I definitely tap him when I have questions about how the police would respond, or you know, what steps would they take? What what would require a warrant? You know, what would incite somebody to even call the police? So he's my research. Him and all his friends that are just like, she's calling again. You know,
0: <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. Cool contact yeah. to have. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, <laughs> yeah, it's handy.
0: Yeah, yeah. My brother-in-law is a mortician, so funeral director. Oh, that's so. awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so this body's been in a, in a whatever underwater for th- three months. You know what would what, what, what would we what's expect? it gonna look like? <laughs>
1: yeah, see that that is really cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah so, uh, and it's kind of curious. Um, so is your latest book? Is that the wife in the photo?
1: The wife in the photo and the hotel are my most two book Couture Released them on the same day. It was a crazy day.
0: Really, on the we same day?
1: It. Yes, it was wow. wild. <laughs> so they came out together. Yeah, yeah. It was so, nuts.
0: Yes, yeah, so how does that? Oh wow! Can you see? How I see, how, so you were promoting two books, and they're, make, they're making you with two jobs.
1: <laughs> it was it was kind of wild because you know uh, release day is is nutty anyway with mm-hmm. readers reaching out and just being active on social media, and so yeah, I just kind of was glued to my computer for most of the day, just like drinking tea and like involved in everything. So. It was yeah, it's
0: going to be so cool. I just looked at the, before we went on here, I looked at the wife in the photo and it's, it's doing very well. So Thank you. Yeah. Is, is that, that's going to be kind of surreal when you're seeing, seeing them going up the ranks. And
1: it's wild. Feel? <laughs>
0: uh,
1: it feels awesome. But also yeah. this was, this is my dream since I was like this little kid. I always wanted uh, to be a writer and I thought nobody makes money writing, right? Like <laughs> you can't do this and have a career and that allows you to like, you know, eat food and pay your light bill and all of that. So every day that I wake up and do this, it's just like a pinch me moment, honestly. So.
0: And so you say, so I'm kind of curious too about the writing process now. So you say you write about 5,000 words a day. And so mm-hmm. do you like have set hours and usually write in the same spot? How does that work?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um I usually get up around four 30 and I'm at my computer by five and then I write. Yeah. I'm very tired. I write until about six 30 and then I might grab another chunk of time in the afternoon. But if I don't hit that early morning writing period, then I feel like I'm just off for the day. So.
0: And you write every day.
1: Well, right now I'm in the edit, so I'm not writing, Uh but yeah, when I'm working on a book, it's every single day till that book is done. So.
0: And do you work on one book at a time, or since you were doing two published on the same day, do you do both? No, at they once? were one
1: at a time. Yeah, yeah that'd
0: be crazy. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think I get, I've done that before, where you work on two, and I I know a lot of writers do that because they like to have the ability to switch back and forth if they get blocked on something. But honestly, with all the twists and the characters, and I'm like, I would mix somebody up, like I know I would, and then have to go back <laughs> and fix it all. So, yeah.
0: so can you tell us a little bit about the plot? With like, I was I was checking out the the wife in the photo, and. uh just the whole, just the title itself and the concept is is really cool. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Ah, uh, sure. I'd love to. So, Evan is the chief of police, and his wife Lola has has died. She fell down the stairs and died, and now he hires somebody in to help him take care of his teenage daughter Jessica because the teenage daughter is going to be acting out after losing her mom but what he doesn't know is that the woman he hired ariel has ulterior motives for coming into his house of course right we love Mm -hmm. the stranger in the house that knows something about us that we don't know and so it's it's told from evan and jessica and ariel's point of views with some diary entries in there from lola so
0: oh diary! how do you handle the diary entries you just put like like are they like yeah how's the formatting for that one
1: yeah, the book tour did it, and it was just you know chapter or whatever, and then Lola's diary, and you know I once was a teenage girl writing in a diary, so it just felt very normal to like <laughs> slip back back into that angst, right?
0: Cool. I'm just checking out the the hotel right now. Uh, I, I love your covers, by the way. The book tour you. covers are so cool, and they're well,
1: awesome, I think. Yeah.
0: yeah How does they that did work? So, like, did like show it to you, and you like? Can you describe that process and, and what it's like to look at your cover for the first time?
1: Yeah, it was really overwhelming because you know when you're indie publishing, you're in you're involved in every step of mm-hmm. it and you're trying to work with a with a designer and like get it perfect. And with those two, my editor from Book Couture was just like, I have a surprise for you. And they appeared in my inbox. And she's like, What do you think? And I was like, I think this is the best ever. So
0: Yeah, yeah, they're really sharp. And so the hotel, what, what can you tell us about the hotel? See, so yeah, I'm gonna So you have two releases in on one day. I'm gonna have to ask about both of them. What's the hotel about?
1: <laughs> it was nutty. i was <laughs> so glad we didn't try to do the zoom then because I was just like this frazzled mess. Uh the hotel that the hotel itself, like the building, was inspired on our last beach trip down in South Carolina, and there was this huge, like three or four-story pink building. And I was like, Oh, somebody's gonna die there, you know, like you just <laughs> yeah. see it and you know. and. It's about um the Rose and they run a B and they have their young son Henry. And again, it's another stranger in the house, but this is more of like a locked room. They can't get out because it's set in Maine and there's this horrific snowstorm. So everybody's locked in. And um you don't know who's lying. And I don't want to give too much away because more than one person is lying about what's going on there. And it's definitely a revenge story. Oh, that's great.
0: Great. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's so, a so when you're um when you start to write now, um, what about the characters? I know the characters are important on these on these. Do you mm-hmm. spend a lot of time thinking about the characters and do you write like backstories or do you just or, or, or do you get it as you start writing?
1: I don't write the backstories, but that's I mean, I don't write them out physically, but mm-hmm. that's why I like to do the a big chunk of writing before I fully to commit to something because mm-hmm. their voices will change sometimes in the beginning as you start to figure out who they are, and then making sure that everybody's unique so a reader could pick up and open a chapter and be like, I know who wrote that, like whose POV this is from. Cause you don't want it to feel like a blur of POVs throughout the book. So.
0: Yeah. And, and I noticed that's so popular in the, in the, in the psychological and then domestic thrillers is that the, each chapter is from a POV of a character. Yeah. Is that the, so, so I, did you write your books in third person or first person?
1: They're all in first person. And, okay. yeah, but so I do love the multi, the multi POV. I love it. Yeah. I actually have one coming out this year with Incubator. It's my first one that's not multi POV, and it really stressed me out writing it. I'm so <laughs> used to just like getting to head hop and have everybody's opinion on page, so that was kind of stressful. But I think it's going to work.
0: And what's your process now, too? Because you know, we're writing thrillers. You know, the readers expect certain tropes, but um, I'm just kind of curious about uh, how do you what's you how do you keep that balance of being unique putting in your own spin, but still hitting the tropes that the readers want.
1: That's hard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's hard. And that's a dinner conversation we have had multiple times because I'm like, how can we take this trope and subvert it? So it's just a little different without being so far off base that readers will be like, this is not at all what I wanted. You know, we talk, um, I'm in a writing slack and we talk about like, if you're giving a reader a chocolate cake, if they want a chocolate cake, you can put chocolate frosting on it or you can fill it with like a raspberry filling. But if they are expecting a chocolate cake, if they're expecting like a locked room mystery and then you you give them a vanilla cheesecake, they're, they're not going to be happy. But you can give them what they want, but then just kind of add to it and change tiny bits of it to make it just a little bit different enough for them to be happy. So yeah,
0: that's, that's I Yeah, that's a good analogy because it's kind of yeah. like when you try something that you've had before, but you're like, oh, there's something a little different in this. It's really exactly. good. Yeah, it's like, still what they to... want.
1: It's just yeah. a little different. Yeah. Yeah,
0: trying to forget the secret ingredient that you put in there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so do you ever surprise yourself when you're writing? I don't know now you're that you're outlined. Do you still like does do you sometimes still veer off or does it surprise do. you where your characters go?
1: Yeah. I mean, they're naughty, right? Characters. There <laughs> yeah. have been times where I've written and then they're like, that is not what they were supposed to do. And so <laughs> stop and kind of reconvene on it and think about how you can make it work because it's fun to go off book a little bit. So yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing with the outline, right? I mean, I know that it's there for a reason, but I mm-hmm. mean, if if it takes you in a, d- a different direction, it's not like you can explore that. Uh, I would imagine, right? But,
1: mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and so what do you, I always ask this to all my guests because I'm nosy? What do you do when you uh, what do you what do you use to write your uh, books with? you Use like Scrivener, Word. I use Dabble. Dabble. Oh, yeah! I, you know, I did a trial of that. It looks really cool.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. I love it because. I can write it on my laptop, and then it appears on my desktop. And like, I can even ha- pull it up on my phone when I'm out and about. So, mm-hmm. I love that you can switch chapters around really easily. Like, it just it it works with my brain; it makes sense. So,
0: yeah. and you usually have like the outline on one side and the and the. Oh processor?
1: no, my outlines are all like scribbled out on paper. In oh a,
0: really? Oh wow. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> and I always type it up to like send it in to my editor, but then. I always get back to just like the scribbled out starred and highlighted and you know, that's how I write it.
0: Yeah. It reminds me of that famous, uh, it, picture of a uh, photograph of a uh, JK Rowling's outline for, uh, Harry Potter. Have you ever seen that oh, one?
1: No, I you haven't seen go- it.
0: You should Google that. It's wild. She had to look whole, it up. Yeah. It's, it's crazy.
1: <laughs> it's funny how brains work, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I see. Yeah. Yeah. My, I probably wouldn't be able to re- uh, read my writings. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I have to type it out. <laughs>
1: I get it. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so I'm kind of curious to now um, with the, all the changes now with the, that you keep seeing on the, uh, with the, in, in, in books and the marketing, it all really just gets down to story. Do you feel like that? I mean, no matter what happens out there, as long as the, the story is the most important part, is that something that.
1: I think the story at the end of the day is the most important part. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard it called the Holy Trinity of like the blurb, the cover and the title. And so if you nail those, somebody's going to pick up your book. But if your story is no good or if your characters aren't relatable, nobody's going to continue to read it. Mm-hmm. So you want it to be approachable. You know, you want somebody to look at your book and be like, I think I would enjoy that. But at the end of the day, the story is what matters. So yeah. definitely.
0: And I the doing with the psychological thrillers, too. Like the standalones are so popular. Um and, and everything else is always you now series is the most important mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you like this? Do you like that every new book is new and new characters? Or are you curious yeah. about a, having <laughs> a series? would be a little easier, maybe.
1: <laughs> can it be half and half, right? Like, can yeah. it be? Sometimes it's so fun because you're starting out with fresh characters every mm. single time. And there have been times where I've thought, man, it would be really nice to follow this character to another book. I'm already in their head, I already know their motivation and how they would respond to things. Like, you, you know that character like it's a person so yes yeah, sometimes i love to just be done with him and not have to deal with him any anymore but other times i thought i would really like to see this character through another traumatic experience in their life yeah yeah well you
0: never know now but freedom mcfadden's putting out a third housemaid one i so. know
1: and i am excited yes yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so um What about with your readers? How do you interact with your readers? Are you on social media, Facebook? Uh, How do you?
1: I love. First of all, I love it. And like anytime readers um, DM me or email me, I respond because it's just, oh, it's so cool, right? Like what a neat part Mm. of the job. But I am active on Instagram. I do have Facebook. I half-heartedly started a Facebook group and then realized I didn't really know what to do with it. So mostly I'm on Instagram and I do post pictures there of what I'm working on, but also just like. I'm hiking in the woods, you know, like check out my new chicken, you know, just random <laughs> everyday things. So.
0: Yeah. And the, yeah. what about the settings in your books? Do you set them, do you just set them around areas that you've been to like, they're set in the, in the South or.
1: Most anywhere? of them are set, even if it's not a town that exists here, most of them are set in like the mountainous North Carolina where I live. So I did have one in upstate New York. My husband is from upstate New York, like Adirondacks, like almost almost, throwing a rock and hitting canada upstate yeah. and so i set a book there because it's very similar to where I, we live here in north carolina but
0: yeah isn't I, that mountain the, go all the way up there the, Appalachia is, the
1: appalachians <laughs> yeah yeah they do <laughs> big old ridge yeah. of us
0: yeah I always it's just about the south but i remember they go way. i mean are, they go all the huge. way you can
1: hike the whole thing up to maine yeah
0: yeah so. i heard about that that's yeah that's uh, how long would that take up a cu- couple weeks probably <laughs>
1: I think it's like months. It's multiple Once, months. It's, it's like Georgia to Maine. So, oh, wow. yeah, I've yeah. done parts of it, but I have no interest in doing the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that'd be a little that'd be a little uh, hardcore. So, I think so. Yeah, yeah, i probably probably put a book in there too. So, if you imagine the the characters you would see in there, and, and can you imagine? There's definitely. <laughs> see,
1: I think that's it. There's a book there on the Appalachian Trail. There's some creepy people that would be out in those woods. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. And so,
0: um, so before we wrap it up here too, like I, I do have a lot of listeners or aspiring writers, what advice do you give, Would you have for somebody who's trying to think like, Oh, maybe I should write a thriller.
1: I mean, it's the most basic advice and that's just to try it. Like just give it a shot and it might not be good. Your first one might not be good. My first novel I wrote, I, nobody's ever read it because I was like that, that is terrible, you know, and you just <laughs> shelve it. But every word that you write is going to make you a better writer. So, and read. Read as much as you can.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you still read it? Thrillers and, and and yeah.
1: Yeah, I do. Well, I I love everything. Mm-hmm. And my last, how did I read? I read a, a nonfiction book that my daughter has like. You need to read this. So we can talk about it. But I love to read everything I can. So yeah. definitely.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. And so, can you give us a little sneak peek? What are you? Uh, when's your next book coming out? And is-
1: oh, it's coming out this month, October twenty second. It's with oh wow. yeah, it's called wow. The Better Mother. So I'm really excited about it. Cannot wait. This is the one that's in uh, soul POV. So no pressure on <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> and what's the uh, what's the plot on that one? What's the story?
1: Um, it's about. Oh, it is about a family. Where a child shows up, a teenage boy shows up at their house and says that he is the biological son of this woman's husband. Ooh. So, and that he needs to move in because his mother, his biological mother, is missing. So
0: nice. That's a great. Hook. Yeah, I'm really excited.
1: <laughs> and I, I think I'm wrong. My, this one is dual POV. My single POV is coming out in December. It's going to be a busy year. So,
0: wow. yeah. So, how many, yeah. Books come, how, how many books do you have published this year?
1: Six. Oh, wow. I'm not sure. I don't know. I just keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> that is
0: awesome. That is so cool. All Thanks. right. All right. Well, and what can the where, so, uh, can you give us like your website? Where can readers uh, find you?
1: Yeah, it's authoremilieshiner.com, but mostly on Instagram. Um, my handle is author Emily Shiner, and you can find me there and I respond to everybody. So,
0: yeah. All right. Emily, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Really enjoyed thank chatting you. with you.
1: This was awesome. I appreciate
0: it. Thank you for listening to Meet the Thriller Author. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with one of your favorite writers of mysteries and thrillers. Or if this episode's guest is new to you, I hope you give their books a chance. Helping listeners discover new authors and books is one of the coolest outcomes of doing this podcast. As always, you can head over to thrillerauthors.com to sign up to my Thrilling Reads email list. That way you won't miss out on any great deals in thriller and mystery books. You can also check out all the links and resources in the show notes for this episode over at thrillerauthors.com. And also please do subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already and leave a rating and review wherever it is that you're listening to this uh, show. If you have done that already, I thank you. Uh, I really do appreciate your support. For my other links to my author website, social media haunts, and... And more uh, check out thrillingweeds.com forward slash links all my links will be uh, on that uh, page so that's it for this episode uh, see you next time and stay safe out there